Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse. Welcome back to another session. Uh, we do have a guest with us, um, but really quick before we get right into um, our usual fun, um, if you haven't seen our Instagram post, we do have a giveaway going on. And it is in celebration of our upcoming session 100. So please go to our Instagram page at Just Tribe Pod to find out more about the giveaway. Yeah. But as usual, um, you know, we, we have a guest with us. So um, quick reintroduction and say hello, and then we'll go right into our drinks and our, our usual. So hi, this is Hanyan. Hey. Hey, Hanyan. Welcome hey. back. And uh, yeah, we're, we're glad to have you on, especially for... Um, actually, I think it's a pretty relevant topic. Oh, yeah. I feel like a handful of uh, uh, other of our friends have um, also gone through this as well. Um, but yeah, uh, so Hanya, what are you drinking over there for, for this session? Um, so I'm just drinking a, a Trader Joe's black tea. <laughs> nice. It's their, I think it's their um, breakfast tea, technically, but... Um, it's just black tea, basically. Nice. For sure. Solid. Yeah. Good choice. Jerome, what about you? So before getting on this, uh, for listeners who listened to the last <laughs> session, Jesse and I have been suffering with uh, expired beer from our Tavar. Because <laughs> uh, we got very greedy, ordering yep. a ton of beer. And then, uh, yeah, so two for me, two weeks in a row now, um, I've gotten beer that is... <laughs> pretty disgusting <laughs> because oh no. it's been sitting there for months and i last week it was a small can so i was able to finish it this week i had a whole pint glass i was like i i can't do this so i'm drinking um watermelon high noon uh oh hey okay. another high noon we we were on that train for a while and i'm back on it because i need more beer uh, so i actually have a, a tavor shipment building right now so uh hopefully some not expired beer to come so mm, there you go yes so i have a quick question yeah is uh drinking the expired beer is that like the asian in you saying like i gotta finish this dude a part of me, or... I, I i think like the first few times where i was like oh this doesn't taste right anymore i was like <laughs> i paid for this i paid for the shipping on this so mm-hmm. i gotta drink it but then after the third or fourth or fifth or sixth time, I'm just like, oh, man, I don't think this is worth it. So I, yeah, I, It also right? depends on, like, how bad it is yeah, and also, right? like, how much of it. Like, for me, last week, like, I was like, oh, man, like, this – and the hard part is, like, you know it probably was really good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my case because I, I hadn't had it before. And I was like – I have a whole like yeah, I have like a whole pint's worth of beer that I can't drink. Cause that one, Dang it. that one was like almost a liter, right? Like that was a pretty yeah. big bottle. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a it was a sizable bottle. Yeah, um, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty. I feel like this is pretty past yeah. expiration. And for you, I think last time you kind of like suffered through it because yeah. it was a small amount. But yeah. yeah, not this time. What are you drinking, oh, Jesse? Uh, so I am drinking, um, my buddy gave me a taste of one of the bottles of whiskey he, um, he bought. It's, uh, from Rebel Yell. Um, Hmm. it is actually pretty cool because it is a hand-selected barrel, um, from K&L Wine Merchants, um, which I learned, um, different places that kind of, um, sell, like, you know, more craft, um, craft whiskeys and things, Hmm. they, they do get opportunities to go essentially, like, 
barrel taste um, huh. at different uh, distilleries, and they can handpick the barrels they want to buy, essentially. Interesting. So this is one handpicked by this um, this particular merchant, and it's 56.5% ABV. Um, it's actually really tasty. Um, it has a slight, um, like, I feel like it has a slight hint of smokiness, but it's definitely super sweet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I feel like I've never, I don't think I've ever had like craft whiskey before. It's always been like the stuff off the shelves. Um, Mm. Is it, can you tell like, is it a lot more unique compared to what you get like from uh, Jameson or like uh, Jack Daniels or something? Uh, funny enough, I actually did. Um, Jack Daniels is kind of getting into the the craft um, oh, really? side. Um, we just we, we just did a, a tasting for them, featuring some of their like barrel proof stuff, which is ah. like way different than the than like the mass produced shelf stuff. Right. Um, but in general, um, I would definitely say, like, when you get into either smaller batches of stuff or craft uh, more craft esque. Like whiskeys, mm-hmm. you can definitely taste the difference. Um, yeah, um, just because, like, especially with the the, the more mass produced um, whiskeys, they have to fit a certain profile to kind of pass, right? Like sure. to to go onto the shelf. So they all end up tasting about the same. Mm. At least in that in if you buy a bottle of Jameson, like. Um, whatever i don't even know what it is jameson regular um it's gonna taste very 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 close to every other bottle of jameson regular right right Um, but as you get into like hey i'm gonna grab like even a jameson 18 year like that's gonna taste very very different Mm. so i think that's a lot of the fun of it and that's why there's been such a boom in the last several years right um but yeah um cool just just a little quick info yeah, yeah maybe we'll uh not just go to craft breweries, but craft... Uh, is it distillery? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Craft okay. distilleries. Okay, okay. Well, awesome. Hopefully, listeners, you guys are drinking some good stuff this week as well. But, um, man, Hanyan, you were one of our first guests, I think, like uh, during our first season of uh, oh, Just yeah. Jive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were just chatting it up earlier how... It was. It's almost been a year and a half since you uh, you were on, and yes. a lot of things have happened in your life, but also in the world since then. Yes. Um, and kind of wanted to bring you back on to talk about uh, self care and mental health and and all mm-hmm. that. Um, I think now, like Jesse said, is more prevalent than ever. I think mm-hmm. um, so. I think yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited because I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of takeaways from this one. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's been, like you said, a lot has happened since then, or, you know, with COVID too, and just yeah. bringing to the forefront a lot of these, you know, we're, I think we're going to talk about it some more, but just with like social justice, Black mm, Lives Matter, yeah. and like, mm-hmm. and a lot of mental health with people, you know, being stuck at home, because before COVID and before lockdown, people could go out and kind of just, you know, mm-hmm. they don't really have to deal with the issues that they might be struggling with, but now with all this free time in our hands, mm-hmm. it, right. there's no escaping that. And, you know, you're at home stuck with your thoughts and it kind of just builds on top of it. So it'll yeah. be, yeah. I think it'll be good to talk about um, this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like the most relevant like thing that we can do um, to kind of kick this off is like, just a quick little rewind, you know, like what what can we point out are like some of the some of the crazy challenges we faced during the lockdown that mm-hmm. kind of lead into into this like 
more emphasis and need and realization that self-care is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I can kick us off. Um, uh, something I realized about myself during this is, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely more on the extroverted side in terms of like needing to get out of my house mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually mm. see people. And um, I think, you know, I think Jesse, we, we talked about this a bit like offline and, you know, on our podcast, but like, you know, that first few months of COVID, it was like this novel thing of like, hey, man, we can all celebrate community and hang out like on Zoom and on Facebook mm-hmm. and all that. But then it very quickly lost that novelty. And mm-hmm. for me, I think um, I found myself shell- like kind of shelling myself in a hole a little bit. And mm. um, it just became hard to uh, function like uh, socially, I think, because um, I, I remember, Jesse, you, when you and uh, Genevieve came over, and mm-hmm. that was kind of like one of the more uh, intimate like hangouts, like of actually being together for a while i was like mm-hmm. how do i do this again like, <laughs> and that was and that was like so many months later yeah like, i was yeah. like it wasn't like oh okay we waited like two three months it was like no nope, yep. we there was like what is it like seven months or something like yeah. that like and that we finally found a good window to do it yeah and i think like now that it's been what like almost a year coming up to a year mm-hmm. with all this happening i think um there is a bit of that challenge of I don't see an end, and that mm. that makes me uh, I don't know if scared's the best word, but it's kind of this mm. like hopelessness, like kind of oh yeah. man, like what's there to look forward to, kind of thing, you know. Mm. So because of that, I don't find myself motivated too often, mm-hmm. and I'm just mm. like screw everything because <laughs> what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Hanyan? Yeah. So I was gonna say I'm actually quite the introvert <laughs> mm, mm. so um and then i mean my husband brian he's extroverted too but at the same time he we're both homebodies and he like mm. he like he really values his alone time so we've been lucky to um actually you know we're doing pretty okay as far as like socializing goes mm. but um the funny thing i've noticed though is so I'm a scientist and I work in a lab. I'm a researcher, but um, mm-hmm. so I work with a lot of introverts. And, <laughs> you know, and now that, uh, so we're still technically essential workers, but um, we can't have everyone in the lab at the same time to social mm, distance sure. properly. And so we're only allowed uh, five people at a time. And so um, we have to sign up online um, for uh, yeah, so I go in like maybe two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I'll see some people like when I'm there. And well, on top of that, I just had a son, a baby back in May. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and so originally the plan was he was going to go to daycare in November. But, mm. you know, with all this stuff going on and yeah. him being so young um, and my husband's work at home, too. So mm-hmm. we just, you know, made the decision to try to keep him at home for as long mm. as we can to try mm-hmm. to stretch that out. And so because of that, we're juggling him between the two of us. Um, and so I tend to so now I tend to go in on the weekends because that's when Brian isn't working. Oh, okay. And so that that's been working out for us. But so because of that. 
there's even less people that I see on the wow. you know. yeah and yeah. but just in general too like the what I've noticed is in myself as well but when I see people like so we're, us scientists are really weird. We don't say hi to each other when we walk past <laughs> each other in the hallways. Like you might say hi, you might. Some people do, but a lot of the time, a lot of them does. You just walk. You just kind of look at the crowd and walk past. <laughs> but now, but now because you don't, you never see anyone. Everyone says hi. Ah, <laughs> oh wow! So I think you know, like even as introverts, we're definitely starving for that like connection right, and right. seeing people. And now yeah. people are more talkative and like oh how are you doing how's it going you know and like because who knows like how long did this yeah they last saw another yeah I, or like i might not see them for another month or two just uh, true. you know kind of thing yeah. and so and, and i will say there was one week where i was feeling like oh i need to socialize more and network more and i was going mm. they have we have like zoom you know coffee get-togethers or happy hours and then there was one week where I was like I'm gonna you know I went to like two or three mm-hmm. and then after that I was like okay I think I got enough socializing yeah. <laughs> you're like I can't do this anymore I'm, I'm good yeah well and it's actually more tiring on zoom oh you yeah have to like I mean yeah. people talk about this like because you have to like stare at the screen and yeah it's just a different experience for sure oh man yeah that's so true and we're definitely gonna go into talking about how you like journeyed into motherhood through the pandemic but um but yeah that's that's so that's funny because like we you know we're talking about extrovert versus like introverted but i think it's we i feel like us included but many people view them as like really polar extremes where it's really more of a gradient right Mm -hmm. like it's it's people have different levels of both sides um, but the baseline is that honestly, every single person, no matter if you're extroverted or introverted, you need some kind of connection with someone. Yes. Like yeah. you need some kind of person in tr- like con- connection, and whether it's a few people or a lot of people, right? Um, and that's I think the key difference. Um, so I think that's that's funny that you, you know even in our dialogue now that we're comparing um, Jerome and me as extroverts versus, versus you as introverts. Like, no, at the, at the we, end of the day, we still need to see other some people. basic <laughs> needs that we all need fulfilled. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So for me, um, you know, like I think, I think like it's been pretty challenging this last year, like, cause work has continued on, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, for both you guys, like switching to, you know, work at home i'm sure that was like a huge huge adjustment trying to figure out how to literally like do everything of your life including work and regular life in like a your own home right Mm -hmm. um for me like it was is hard because you know we're, we're just we are dealing with like the pandemic more firsthand and um and kind of like all the craziness of like the the changes like both legally public health wise like um day to day so i think that was that was definitely like the most challenging part especially early in the pandemic and also recently with the surge Mm. um but i think i think the more more challenging part honestly is that it wasn't just the pandemic we're dealing with it was like really all this other stuff you know when it came to as we mentioned like 
the protests with um, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. when it came to all the political unrest, yes. um, with you know the the election and the post um, post you know election like times that we're currently yeah. in, um, when it came to like even continuing like almost like. It's hard, but like even acknowledging like the the celebrity deaths that we kind of for people we looked up to, like um, it, it was all this stuff kind of combined at the same time um, while dealing with the active like challenges and difficulties of the pandemic. So I definitely I definitely resonate with Jerome in the sense that like there were several points, especially through twenty twenty, um, of like really not not seeing an end, mm -hmm. like yeah. not not feeling like yeah. like we're we're ever going to get through it um, because it honestly just got worse and worse yeah. and worse <laughs> yes. over the whole year. Yes. And it was like, oh man, like, you know, like usually there'd be like some kind of like good news to kind of balance things out. And there were, there were honestly like little windows of that, but not, not enough to like compare with the, the crazy, like, like terrible news that yeah. kept coming. Th those oh. headlines got buried pretty quickly by other, other crazy yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, I think the the, the helpful thing um, was really at the end of the year as we started getting more news about the vaccine. I think that was really mm. the first light of, of hope for me. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, this last yeah. one was challenging for sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Like, you know, you keep holding on to the hope that things will get better. And like you said, you know, but things just keep getting, you know, and then another thing and then yeah. another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. at some point you're like, how, how long can you hold on for? And it just gets tougher to do that really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. I think like the more I talk to people and catch up with them, like I, I realize it's, it kind of almost sounds kind of cheesy and corny, but like COVID wasn't the only pandemic. It's like this pandemic of, <laughs> Yeah. This weariness that came with it, you know, um, and I don't know too many people who aren't suffering that. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I was just going to say it does bring a lot of anxiety about the future, like not just with COVID, mm -hmm. just like yeah. what, you know, where is our society headed and how, you know, how are we going to get out of this? And <laughs> like, is, yeah, is there a civil war coming in yeah. our future like we'll find out i guess yeah on yep. next week's episode of america <laughs> <laughs> yes seriously yeah um but yeah i think um you know in preparation for this session with with you hanyan like i checked out uh your blog again the confessions oh. of a happy person which we talked about last uh last time we met but i was actually really encouraged to see that like you were posting quite a bit through um, the pandemic and through the pregnancy and all that. Um, so oh, I'm that's curious. funny. <laughs> I was like, dude, awesome. I'm like, it's good to see that, like, you know, hopefully it, it, it was encouraging yourself to be able to, you know, vent a little and post and whatnot, but I'm sure it probably mm -hmm. helped others as well. So I'm curious for you, like, um, how was the blog during that whole, this whole lockdown? And was it a uh, kind of a, glimmering thing uh through <laughs> through all this now I, I appreciate you saying that because i feel like i barely post <laughs> now uh. i you know i post like maybe two or three times a year yeah I, and i'm always for a while i was feeling really guilty about that mm. and like i would tell myself okay i just you know try to set these goals of posting once a month and things like that but mm -hmm. it just never happened and i know the reason for it um 
because when I first originally created this post, I, I was really struggling during that time, you know, mm-hmm. and I was posting, a, mm-hmm. I was posting a lot more during that time. And it, yeah, like you said, it's been a place for me to vent. Um, but I'm doing so much better than when I first started. And mm-hmm. now it's, mm-hmm. and now it's a place where I just really reflect on myself right? Mm-hmm. and reflect on what's going on, like you mentioned. And mm-hmm. so, and, but the, Part of it too um, is like, well, I guess the blog really helped. I feel like I've done a lot of the work on myself before now, and Mm -hmm. it's really it's really paying off now for getting through you know these times. And we'll go more into how that into that, but um, but it was really the blog was really just a space for me to just. You know, when I was really struggling with depression and anxious thoughts, it was really a space for me to get all of that out and to talk about, work through it and let other people see it to maybe help them. And Mm. I didn't, I don't want it to be a place where like, you know, I'm doing so much better now. I don't want to be a place where I'm talking about like how much better I'm doing. (laughs) Sure, sure. Because I, because like. I don't know. I feel like when I was going through that tough time, happy people just downright annoyed me (laughs) 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 to be really honest. Like I I don't, you know, when I'm going through something tough, I don't need someone to tell me that I'll get through it. Like I know that. Right. Mm -hmm. I, you know, but I, I do need, I just feel like I, I need to sit with my emotions and like, this is Mm -hmm. the time for me to be sad or be mad Mm -hmm. or be okay with that, you know? Yeah. Because if I just brush it under and just like, you know, like, oh, well, screw these feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. I just want to be happy. Mm -hmm. It's not a good, it'll come back and bite, you know, it'll come back and get me or like, it'll show up in different ways and manifest itself in other ways. And so I don't, I didn't want my blog to be a place where I'm like, yeah, Yeah. oh, I'm doing (laughs) a lot better now. Like, and I do say that on the blog, like when I'm reflecting, I'm like, Looking back, you know, I, I am doing better, but I feel for those people that are struggling, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I feel for those people that are going through those tough times. And I'm hoping that, you know, they can see that, you know, if they think they can go to my blog and see my previous posts and, you know, maybe something like that will resonate with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's super awesome. Like, and considering how long it, that journey has been since you started that blog mm-hmm. as as an outlet, yeah. I but think. now, like, turned it into like like you said, like not just an outlet, but it's a a place of reflection that other people can kind of see that journey too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really really cool. Um, yeah, I've ha- it's been a little, I think, five and a half years now since oh, I've wow. had it, and mm-hmm. but I still, you know, I know that in the future there will be tough times. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not it's a never ending journey. So I know that it's always there for me to, you know, pour my heart and soul into it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just in general, like just this last year, what have you, like, you know, you, you say that you're, you're, you're in much better place, which is like super encouraging, especially considering how much of a contrast that is to like <laughs> a lot of other people generally, um, yeah. this last year, um, uh, just due to the nature of how challenging this last year has been for everyone in the world. Um, but what what were some of the things that you found like 
um, helpful for you in your um, in your life it, as like a married woman, as a new mom, like um, yeah. as like you know someone who has struggled with like um, depression, anxious thoughts, like in the past. Like what mm-hmm. what what were some helpful things that um, that kind of like you you utilize to really like counteract that or like really address it and yeah. honestly find like find growth and like good like healing from that you know yeah so a lot of the things that I do now um it's not just because of the COVID time right now but um it's also partly because I'm a new mom Mm -hmm. and that can be really tough at times um so it's hard to tell like I mean my life changed so much having a child near the start of COVID so it's hard it's hard to differentiate like how my life has changed between Mm. Is it because of COVID or is it because I'm a new mom? <laughs> mm. So a lot of, right. yeah, right. so a lot of the things I do, I feel like help with both. Um, mm. So, but in any case, um, I mean, we've talked a lot about just like holding on to that hope. <laughs> right. And so I think these things I do are to help me like, help me feel energized and have the motivation. Cause you real, I think it's just a mindset really of, I think if you're exhausted or tired or feeling worn out, it can be a lot harder, I guess, to mm-hmm. hold on to that hope. And then, so that's where the self-care comes in to um, keep that, keep the hopefulness, yeah. I guess. I'm not sorry if I'm kind of rambling, but <laughs> mm. anyway, um, so some of the things that I've done and you guys have talked about it a little bit, but uh, like with, when you guys talked about the social dilemma um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I recently watched that too, um, back around Thanksgiving and, or no, it was before Thanksgiving. I think it was in October, but I had mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah, I'd watched it and, you know, I, it was like one of those things that I kind of knew was already happening with like, uh, social media dividing us. And then also like having, um, like how social media has all this information on us and they send you those targeted ads. Mm-hmm. So I personally mm-hmm. did my fair share of COVID shopping, which I'm not oh, super yeah. proud of. <laughs> but, you know, you're, yep. you just mindlessly scroll on social right, media, right. right? And then you're like, yeah. oh. And then, so my my kryptonite or whatever. So I got into, like, Poshmark. Like, like buying, it's like um, buying used items. Oh, okay. okay. So even Poshmark. though I wasn't, like, going to go anywhere and, like, where I have these, like, clothes or shoes that I'm not going to be able to... <laughs> show yeah. anyone but right. you know earlier on I definitely did my fair share of getting packages and things like yeah. that but um so yeah, then I saw the podcast or I mean sorry then I saw the documentary and I'm like okay maybe I should get off of Facebook for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know stop the mindlessly scrolling and right. and uh, yeah. yeah so I did that before the election because um, mm. it was also you know with all these um, all the social justice going on and people so polarized, um, you know, seeing some of the posts from my friends and family that were not aligned with what I believed, mm-hmm. it was kind of, it would be hurtful. And, you know, I could, I would definitely like stay up, wait, stay, stay up at night thinking about like, yeah, you know, how could they believe these things like right. the opposite mm. side of me or whatever. I won't say what, you know, but, um, but, and then I understand that, you know, people, they're like, oh, if you're, 
a racist or if you're if you believe that i'm gonna like cut you off or Mm. um but that's just not i don't i totally get why they're like they you know they don't want to see any of that they want to unfriend or whatever and i think that's important for your self-care too Mm -hmm. to get you know separate yourself from that um but that's just not in my heart Mm-hmm. I have the tendency to want to forgive more and try to understand mm. where the other side is coming from. But mm-hmm. so, so it's almost like a, a masochist thing where I know <laughs> it, it hurts me to, it hurts right. me that these people believe in these things, but I also like go looking for it. Cause I'm trying to understand mm. <laughs> anyway, long story short, yeah. I was like, I need to stop doing, you know, I'm just going to wait till after the election mm-hmm. and not see, cause it's so easy to just post stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like yep. talking face to face, like, and then, mm-hmm. you know, trying to discuss these things. And yeah. so, yeah. and I, I try to remember that that's not a reflection of them as a person, like mm. what, you know, behind the screen. Yeah. But, so that, I think that's been really helpful to, so I stayed off Facebook, but I'm still on Instagram. Cause I don't find that problem as much on Instagram. Mm. It's usually a, lot a little bit more politics. lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. More. And it's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that's such a good point. I think I found myself uh, in that in that phase as well. Like, uh, I think definitely social dilemma dilemma played a huge part of it. But mm. it's kind of like that weird black mirror like um, ideology of like how crazy technology and how the social media and everything has gone, where your life has almost like formed new limbs that really shouldn't be there. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. and I think, I don't remember if this is actually what black mirror meant, but it's like, you're watching a TV screen, but then when it goes dark, you're just staring at a black mirror. Um, Mm. and I think that has kind of caught me at times. Like when I'm maybe, uh, I don't know, a good example that maybe like on a Saturday afternoon where I'm just so bored and I'm at home because I can't go out because of COVID, I'm just on my phone or on the TV like playing games, watching shows for like 10 hours a day, like that yes. whole day. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like, oh my gosh, it's pitch black outside all of a sudden. And then I haven't turned on any lights yet. And you're just like, when all the lights from the screens go out, you realize you've just been sitting in this dark room all by yourself for the whole day. Like mm. there is that like kind of depressing thing related to just being on your phone being in this social media in this netflix Mm -hmm. world and i gotta admit yeah i think like hanyan the way you're describing it it's like whether it's the antagonizing political stuff or or if it's just binge watching a show for you know 20 hours straight or something like there is a it's almost this like unhealthy disconnect from reality Right. And I've, I've had more opportunity to do that during COVID, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think when I don't do that and act like today, I I decided to go out to hike a little bit and I'm like the (laughs) happiest I've been in a while because I was not in front of a screen, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, that's so true. It's like the things that are just on our phones and in the screens are probably some of the most toxic things we can feed ourselves. Right. Mm. Yeah, that actually segues into another tip that I mentioned last time we recorded, but routines Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are so Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. for, 
well, especially now because I have a baby and like kids yeah, thrive yeah. on routine, you know, it's right. something that they can depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with all this uncertainty going on right now too, it's something, yeah, something that's dependable and like, you know, whatever it is, like, like, for example, for me, it's like, I wake up, I drink my tea or my mm-hmm. coffee. Um, well, and, I guess I, I'm not going to go into Kai's routine because it's just eat, sleep, and poop. <laughs> you know, like, Still a routine. Yeah. Hey, those are, those are good routines yeah. too. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> but, uh, but like uh, one other thing I do, um, I picked up a skincare routine, you know, and mm. that, and that was for me, like um, I picked it up because I knew, you know, becoming a new mom, like I, I knew I needed to do something to take care of myself. Right, and, right. you know, I'm going to say my age here, I'm 33, or I'm turning 33, I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32. And, you know, I think that's about the time I should start taking care of my skin. <laughs> and mm. So that's been, and I enjoy that, actually. It's really, you know, really quick, really easy. But it's something that I do for myself and right. makes mm-hmm. me feel more like a human being and not just some like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Um for me, I think uh I think it's just been like kind of repeating a certain phrase like mm. throughout different points in the year, which is mm. it's okay to not be okay. Yes. <laughs> mm. Um and I think like that same that idea has been around for a long time, but I think has really been carried out a lot more <laughs> this last year mm-hmm. because, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, um and as you said, Hanyan, like a lot of people are learning that they have a lot of problems to deal with. And, yeah. you know, we don't have regular distractions to kind of um, take us away from processing through those problems, right? Like, we can't just go out and hang out with friends and we can't mm. just go inundate ourselves with the rest of life before the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, what are your choices? Yeah. Go home? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, I think, and even, even what you said, Jerome, like, you know, spending hours and hours on end, like in front of a screen or whatever, like some, for some people that's like necessary, you know, like for some people that's like, mm. that's, that is an outlet and granted, yes, every outlet has extreme and, um, but I think like what I learned is like, there are, there are going to be times where it's not going to be okay yeah. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You just have to like... You just have to, I think, first, the hard part is acknowledging that, right? Like, that things are not okay because we, that's very counterintuitive with how we want to see life, mm. right? Like, we want to see life as this grand old thing, yeah. but sometimes life sucks. Yeah, um, definitely. And then, like, this, you know, the harder part is then, like, like, figuring out what is really what you need during that time like what do you, what is it you really need to get through that that portion of yeah. suckiness right um and i think for a lot of people including myself who i try i was actually like kind of on a journey of like building more routines this last year um and then covid yeah. so um and that's been a, a huge struggle for me it's like trying to find a rhythm find try to find like this routine and, and balance and dance of like how do i live what i would deem as normal life Mm. uh, in the midst of life not being normal right um so there were there were periods where i was actually really good at like uh, for me the the one thing i wanted to focus on was like um like getting good consistent exercise Mm -hmm. um and i think 
before the surge like i i kind of got fell into a good rhythm of that like i was exercising like three to four days a week at home mm. um which was like pretty good and pretty life-giving to me and then i think that kind of like threw out the window as like work got like crazy and mm. i got extra tired yeah. just from the stress of it all so i think i think that's why this phrase has like really resonated with me this last year is it doesn't just apply to me but like it's something i've been telling other people too yeah. is like you know it's okay um it's okay not to be okay and when you ask someone how you're doing it's okay to say it sucks right now mm -hmm. you know it sucks and i'm tired and exhausted um but i think like the growing point is where do we go from there right yeah yeah, so that was one of the tips I wrote down too, is just like having patience for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I think we've seen that a lot too. Ha we're all having a lot more patience with others, like, because, you know, like with people having at work, people having to take care of their kids because they can't go to school, they can't go to daycare. Like, everyone's just a lot more patient and forgiving mm -hmm. about that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's a good point. And then, um, yeah, and then I think, like what I was going to say was like, even with, so, you know, how you're talking about going through social media, like put that as part of your routine. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to set this amount of time or this part of the mm -hmm. day right. to like do this thing or like whatever it is that you need to do. Like it's, you can just, you know, kind of incorporate that in your schedule. And, and I think that the routine is what gets you out of that rut of just like mm -hmm. you spend the whole day in bed. Cause you're like, I can't yeah. get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do I, you know, like, yeah. 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 I feel like something I've learned about myself during this whole time is um, I I'm still kind of wrestling through it. And I guess both of you guys, I'm curious what you guys think about this is uh, I realize I'm not much of a creature of habit in the mm. sense of r routines sometimes give me a little bit of that cabin fever in itself mm, where yes. like if I end up repeating things mm. like, oh, wake up, eat this you know, do this and then, you know, on and on, I get a little, uh, antsy and, yeah. mm. um, but I also, on the contrary, I, I, I almost wonder like, is it just because I don't like my routine that is like, <laughs> is, am I just on the event, like journey adventure of finding the right routine for me? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think I'm still kind of answering that question of like, Sure, you know, novelty, fun, new things, and exciting things is good, but I think, and granted, you, I know both of you guys are a bit older than me, so, like, I'm sure you guys have gone through similar things of, like, oh, man, like, college days are way back in the, <laughs> way back there now. <laughs> like, there's not going to be as much of that, like, yeah. self-discovery, <laughs> like, new things, but in a way, like, what is that balance between excitement and then the kind of, peace and i guess solitude of knowing like the routine you have will keep you mentally and physically healthy right like mm -hmm. so i think yeah, yeah. I, I, in a way that's like my 2021 like resolution of like what is that for discovering me yeah that. discovering that you know like what what can a day-to-day -day look like right yeah it's really funny and i'm gonna shout out um previous guests of ours which um is eric um from cross mm. reason because actually these are conversations i had with him this last year ah. um as i've been kind of trying to figure out what that what that looks like in my life and and what i learned in our our conversation is that um yeah honestly like everyone actually 
has habits or routines they fall on, um, whether they realize it or not. Mm. Um, but really, those habits and routines are just a reflection of your character. Um, mm. And if it, it really depends on what you want to define as who you are um, to find like what routines and things matter in your life. Um, and so in, in the case of like the most common like New Year's resolution of like diet or exercise, like, um, like we, we kind of like broke that down and realized like what, why do people choose diet and exercise as a resolution or why do people want to make that a thing? Right. Um, and really it's not, it's not as much about like the, like I am like a dieter or I am a person who exercises, mm -hmm. but it's like a lot, oftentimes it's addressing honestly some kind of insecurity right like oh right. i don't like the way my body looks or i don't like the way i feel or something like that mm -hmm. um but but on the flip side um how you can uh, if if that's something you truly value in life like you know you can you can say like i want to be a healthy person and right. exercising is part of who i am and and if that's the case then like your routine of exercise is just going to be built into who you mm -hmm. are and you're not going to really question or like mm -hmm with that you know so i think it's it's really looking at it from a different light um of like oh i want and and part of it honestly like i'm kind of in that similar boat room of like how do i build those routines because that's hard to yeah, find yeah. it's hard to do um and sometimes we honestly have to kind of beat ourselves into submission to those <laughs> things um for us to right. for us to move, journey into like becoming that type of person right um like becoming like a person who values these things mm -hmm. because that's not something we valued before. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, I think once we get to that other side, like it, it's not going to be a matter of question anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah. going to be a matter of like, no, this is just part of me, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, what about your podcast? I feel like that's like something that, you guys, that's that is your routine. <laughs> that is certainly the, I think that's the most routine thing I've got. Going yeah. On for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and, but it's yeah. something you guys look forward to, I imagine, and still enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's funny because I feel like it's even more of a routine now than it was definitely like the first year. Mm -hmm. Because the first year we would like pre, you know, pre-plan, pre-record, and just, and that was still routine. Like we would yeah. plan to get together like once a month to do this. But now it's like, oh no, we're just we're just gonna schedule a regular weekly thing. Like, yeah, you know, and yeah. That is that is routine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, this podcast, I mean, we've talked about it already a lot, but it's, one, a great routine for just creative, being able to put this out there, but it's a great routine that I can still catch up with Jesse on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think no, it's a great seriously. routine. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's a creative outlet that fosters, like, like friendship yeah. yeah and it motivates you guys you know so. yeah mm -hmm. yeah um and I, I think jesse like when you you saying the whole uh it's what is it it's i get this wrong all the time it's okay to not be okay because i think there's a mm -hmm. korean drama called that too and, and you didn't watch it so i always say it's not okay to be okay <laughs> 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 uh, and then she's like no that's not what it is but uh, I mean, that's I think that's a great encouragement. Like you said, it's a almost like a mantra to tell yourself. But I guess I guess for 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 all of us, like, are there other encouragements or just recommendations, mantras, or lessons that we've kind of learned that we want to maybe highlight in light of just 
everything that's been going on in the world? Yeah. Um, well, so mm. the thing that I guess encourages me, I don't know if it's good or a bad thing, but literally everyone is affected in some way. Mm. Like we really are, you know, in this together and like everyone has had to cancel something important to them. Right. Like they're missing loved ones. And, you know, we mentioned okay. earlier lacking social interactions and everyone is really just doing the best they can. And so for me, it's encouraging, you know, seeing, like I mentioned before, seeing people being more patient with each other mm-hmm. and just really valuing the, like their family more and work-life balance too. And, right. um, and I'm hoping that this will continue after lockdown has ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, even one thing I just recently talked to someone at work, she's, um, she's a pediatric doctor. So she mm. works in the NICU with preemie babies, but mm. she said that um, the rate of premature births has gone down because mm. I think because, oh. you know, everyone, all the moms are working from home now or, mm. or just, you know, just less, less stress because, right, right. you know, Interesting. causing that. And I mean, there, I can't really think of anything else that would cause that change really other yeah. than what's going on in the world right now, but. Um, yeah. at least staying at home, not so much outside. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So I, I, I don't know. I, we're doing a lot of hard work right now, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's good that we're having all these discussions like internally and externally. Yeah. So. And, and I feel like a lot of people are mm-hmm. um, starting to have and be, and be okay with having these discussions. Yes. And it's not taboo anymore, you know, like, and granted it took us as a, as a society a long time to even get to this point. And unfortunately the pandemic did really accelerate that. Right, um, right. But the good thing is like, it is being talked about a lot more and people are learning to be okay with talking about those hard things. Right. Um, I think my encouragement and um, just in general, as far as this this like pandemic goes, um, is also a reflection of like the little bit of hope that I now have is like one day it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, and um, I will say though, the the caveat to that is it's going to take a lot of work <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. for us to get to that point. But I I do have hope and trust that that we're going to be okay. Um, we're going to be better for it. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be rough to get there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think something I've been thinking about um, is uh, to just not be too hard on yourself. I think, um, and mm. I think it really does relate to Jesse what you shared about you know it's okay to not be okay. Because um, mm-hmm. I think you know what was the the rhetoric a lot going on earlier on was, hey man, like. We got all this free time. If you waste, you know, your pandemic season, like, oh, man, like, shame on you. You should have done something fun and creative. Like, you know, you should have, like, the worst. I think I, I heard a lot of people <laughs> say, like, yeah, like. Not, At least early on. Yeah, right. Like, writing stories or writing screenplays, like a lot of entertainers and stuff. Or for me, like, you know, I was doing, like, music a bunch. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's, it's the time to be, like, productive. But then. I think it definitely wore out and I'm at a point now where I think it has been easy to say like, man, look at yourself, like how, like you're spoiling your days. You're, you're not doing anything productive, but, um, I think something I'm trying to do is to not 
be too hard on myself, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course, you know, find things that are fun and if they're productive, great. But like to work hard, but know that, um, yeah, I think kind of merging what you said too, Hanyan, like everyone's going through this. Like we're, we gotta, we're going to survive and we're going to, you know, look back. It's not going to be like this, shiny like past 2020 or 21 but Mm -hmm. um it's it's gonna have been you know it's gonna Mm -hmm. be in the past Mm -hmm. at some point so in a way i just merged all of our different encouragements (laughs) together in one but i think um it yeah yeah i think you brought up a good point too that like you know we tend to like look at other people and compare ourselves to them Mm, yeah Mm. um so but with that, I actually wanted to share a blog post that I wrote mm, Please <laughs> yeah. do. along those lines. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wrote this back in sep- September 23rd, 2015. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's titled, You May Think I Have It Figured Out. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, here it goes. Uh, you may think I have it figured out, but if I did, I wouldn't be writing this blog. I write it for those days when I feel so alone and I get lost in all my thoughts and I'm trying to understand, but I feel like I don't know who I am or what I'm even thinking or why, because I know I shouldn't be doing this. And on the days when I do have it quote unquote under control, there's still this dark cloud in my heart and all I can do is wait for it to pass. Mm. So by putting it all out there and letting people see then maybe we'd all feel less alone. You may think I have it figured out because I write about the solution and not the problem. But the problem is always on my mind. Why else would I focus so hard on the solution? Dang. Yeah. That's <laughs> I got like a little wisdom, teary wisdom of 2015 Hanya. No, yeah. that's so good. Oh, thank you. That's so good. <laughs> I, yeah. I got a little teary-eyed like reading that, but yeah. anyway. I I love that you're reflecting on your past self I love that part about like you know online of course we're talking about the solution usually that's that's what online is Mm -hmm. it's always usually looking back right but you never think about the things that led to needing a solution right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. wow seriously that's awesome well I want to segue us into the other part of our um, conversation which is um, something I think we're also super curious about yeah. is your new mom now yeah um, and you know I, I'm sure like you know you didn't plan or time for it to be <laughs> during a pandemic but you know who, who can plan around those things yeah. right um, so I guess like just walk us through like how was pregnancy like uh, pre and, and during COVID and like how, how was that journey for you? Yeah. So for me, I mean, like you said, I didn't plan it, but <laughs> if I could have, I would 100% recommend it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Kai is my son. He's my first son and he's eight months old now on Monday. Mm. So, but um, yeah, so it's just been truly a blessing during these times. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing like motherhood to bring you to the present, you know, cause you have mm-hmm. this baby that needs you now. Right. He has all these needs now and he's mm-hmm. so joyful. Now. Like he doesn't know what's going on in the world. And 
mm-hmm. and right. you know he's happy and it's just it just sucks you in you yeah. know to yeah. enjoying this you know life that you brought but mm-hmm. um but yeah so i was about seven months pregnant when lockdown first went in like mid-march mm-hmm. right and it, yeah. yeah i just remember it happening so fast like yeah I think like two weeks before that, I was still going on the bus. I take the bus to work. I was still going mm-hmm. on the bus. And then the week before lockdown, I was like, okay, like, you know, my parents were worried. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll start driving into work, you know? And then, uh, and then at that point, I was like, well, maybe I'll just go in once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, then lockdown happened. And um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm, considered an essential worker still but Mm -hmm. uh we just the you know the our institute asked us not to like start any big Mm long-term experiments Mm -hmm. um to help with like our veterinary serve like veterinary staff they wanted to make sure they could social distance and all these things so we just kind of had to ramp everything down Mm. and you know i was a i was gonna go on maternity leave in like a month and a half and Mm. I was really fortunate enough to have some coworkers that uh, offered, they were going to take over some of my stuff while I was gone. So they offered Mm. to just start in March. And Mm. so I didn't have to, I didn't have to go in at all. Um, I just kind of worked. Yeah. And like what Jerome was saying, we kind of early on, we felt like we had to be efficient with our time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, taking like an online course of like to like learn bioinformatics or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I was doing that and like applying for grants and stuff. So I tried to be, especially before mm-hmm. the baby was born, I was trying to be efficient with my time. But, right, right. Um, but yeah, I didn't cause, uh, yeah. Cause at the time, you know, they were telling pregnant women to stay home too. So I probably, mm-hmm. I think there was like a month where I didn't leave the house because mm, wow. Brian was Brian was going to the grocery store to get groceries, and that was pretty much the mm-hmm. only time we really left with just us right. two. But yeah, and but that time was so I was a little bummed, you know, like this is my last month of freedom, really. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to spend it locked away. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I was I got over it pretty fast all the time <laughs> because <laughs> I wasn't going into work. I got I was really tired that month for sure, right. and mm. sleeping a lot. And, um, but, and and it was really nice time for me and Brian too to just, you know, focus on ourselves as a couple and our last month together Mm -hmm. before we had a third person in our family. And, Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I think COVID has been good for relationships or good or bad, you know, either you got closer Mm -hmm. or, you know, the divorce rate went up. I'm curious, like, at least with, especially, like, the delivery itself, mm-hmm. like... Um, oh, yeah. I, I know I've had, like, several friends and coworkers who have delivered um, at different points during the lockdown yeah. um, and had pretty d- different experiences mm-hmm. of that. Um, how was that for you? Like, did, um, I know some people, like, especially if it was, like, super strict, um, they they may not have even had their significant yes. other um, present at, at bedside. Um, so can you walk us through what that looked like for you? Yeah, I was literally checking every week, like wow. what the rules would be. And at mm-hmm. first, earlier on, it was like, oh, you're allowed one support person and one visitor within like a 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. 
and then that quickly went down to you're only allowed one support person and they can't leave they have to stay with you there the whole time like Mm -hmm. they can't leave and then come back like they didn't want any of that Mm-hmm. So, and oh, and then Washington. So it was interesting because Washington, you know, we had the first case in Seattle, right? right so right. we were, uh, we were the first hotspot up here. Um, and, but, uh, so I remember like, I think beginning of February, even Amazon had already started work from home. There was another research institute, uh, the Fred Hutch, that was also I remember we were talking about it at work, like they had told everyone to work from home. Mm, and then we were mm. like, we, at the time, we all kind of thought it was like a little bit of overkill. Mm-hmm, and we were mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we don't think we're going to be doing that. And then <laughs> that quickly changed mm-hmm, yeah. a month later. Right. So I think, I think, you know, Amazon and Fred Hutch, they were very, and Amazon is like, you know, a lot of people work in Seattle for Amazon. So they were very proactive about that, which, you know, kudos to them and i think that was a big reason why we were able to get it under control quickly Mm -hmm. um yeah so but yeah so brian was yeah brian was the only one that was with me during the delivery um and honestly i actually enjoyed it like not having visitors because it's i was exhausted afterwards and you're like you're like a mess and you haven't showered or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it was nice to not have (laughs) anyone come and see you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So now that you've, I mean, Kai's eight months old now, like, and the fact that, uh, Ryan is, you said a hundred percent working from home, right? Yes. And then you make half, half time. Yeah. I go in two, three times a week. Yeah. Um, but I, good news is I got the COVID vaccine. That's right. On Saturday, because yeah, we do have some. We have research going on, like COVID research mm-hmm. going on, and so we were mm. um, nice. Yeah, part of that. Yeah, cool. So I mean, I feel like for a lot of new parents, it's like that weird. Uh, uh, weird's not the right word, but the the fact that there is more FaceTime and present time because everyone's at home, like, must be awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm sure like it's been in a way that's that's a great way to raise your first one. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious, like how has just this whole, uh, eight months been since, uh, Kai has, uh, come into the family. <laughs> yeah, no, it's having this time to bond as a new family has just been such a blessing. Like I, I always give Brian a hard time. Like, I'm like, how is it that you get more time with him than I do? I'm the mom. Like <laughs> right, and I still right. have to go in like, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. on the weekends, I'll go in for a full day and, but, um, and yeah, so Brian's, you know, he's loving it working from home. He's actually yeah. more, he's more efficient working from home because mm. um, you don't have, it cuts out all the travel time, you know, yes. And, mm-hmm. yes. and then like he comes and takes a break and hangs out with Kai or that, but I guess that's his break for me going to work mm-hmm. is my break. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so there's definitely, you know, it's not. I, I definitely feel like I sacrifice a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Us, mm. uh, with my work, but at the same time, it's it's hard because I do research, I do experiments, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mm-hmm. going in, I can't really do those things as right. much. Mm-hmm. So, um, but so it's not, yeah, I, but I, you know, it's like, it's okay to not be okay, right? It's okay to, mm-hmm. I progress a little bit, I could do as much as I can, and that's okay, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I just keep thinking about 
the next when you know whenever we have the second one and it's not COVID time, I'm going to be so exhausted. <laughs> That's right, yeah. right, really. Because it's nice when you know Kai's not sleeping well at night because he's teething or whatever, and I can mm-hmm. sleep in a little bit or I can, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. make it yeah. easier that day, and it's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. What would you say have been some of the biggest blessings of, of like going from just like being a wife to being a mother? Um, the biggest blessing, well, besides the baby, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, being a mom, it like I mentioned earlier, like there's nothing like pulling you into the present as a baby who who lives um, so much in the present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing Brian being a dad, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> it, yeah, it just really warms my heart. Like how much love we have for this. Ba- and it, there's nothing like it. Like it's yeah, a lot of, yeah. it is a lot of sacrifice, but it's just so much more love than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm not, I'm not really a baby person. Like I like <laughs> kids. Brian's actually more, he Brian likes kids more than I do, but, mm-hmm. and, but it's just like, even f- just from the beginning, like I, even I was, I knew, I knew that I was going to love him and I already did love him before he was born, but just how mm-hmm. much I do, I love yeah. him. And like, I was talking to Brian about it and like, like I would just like hands down, no, no second mm-hmm. thoughts. I would sacrifice my life for Kai. Mm-hmm. And there's no one else in this world that I would do that wow. for. Like, not even mm-hmm. Brian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's just like it wasn't even a second thought. Like, yeah, yeah. If anything ever threatened Kai's life, yeah, and I could like somehow trade it for him. Mm-hmm. And wow. there's just no nothing like that feeling that I've ever experienced. And wow, and That's just crazy. and yeah. like my yeah, how much I've learned from being a mom and experienced in what like this unconditional love is. Mm. I just feel like my understanding of love has just grown so much more. And this is only eight months of it. This is just the beginning, you know? So wow, Wow. it's crazy. That's like so heartwarming. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So many warm and fuzzy. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you you talked, alluded to a little bit of like, oh, this next kid probably not in COVID is going to be, it's it's gonna be more probably exhausting, but in a way like a, a more normal <laughs> like yeah, ultimately. Yes. But uh, I'm curious for you: Have you and Brian thought about like any anything you guys are looking forward to? Like after the lockdown, ha- uh, you know, is over. Like as a family, is there anything you're looking forward to doing together? Yeah, I think traveling. You know, is on everyone's yeah, list. Me. We've already yeah. got some. Plan. Well, I mean, we've been plans, but we'll see if it happens or not. Right. 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 Like mm-hmm. we. So we wanted to take Kai to Taiwan oh. before he was two. So I think right now the plan is twenty twenty two, maybe like March or April. So a little mm-hmm. bit over okay. a year from now, because um, yeah, babies are free or under two. They're free on planes. So. Oh, right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, luckily, like. You know, we we've been able to the grandparents have been able to see Kai. Mm. We 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 actually drove down to San Diego, um, oh, and no. just stayed at Airbnbs instead of flying. It's a long drive, and but luckily yeah. Kai mm-hmm. Kai does pretty well in the car, and we just you know take our time mm. and split it up. And yeah, um, so we've done that, and so both sides of the family, the grandparents, have seen Kai and stuff, and cool. So we've been blessed in that way, and 
yeah, yeah, to yeah. travel safely and quarantine and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. I know that's probably something you're looking for too, um, as well. Jerome is traveling because I know you and Yijin were big travelers too. We, yeah, we usually at least want to go at least one place, you know, during our anniversary or uh, during the summer <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But yeah, yeah, we haven't even really gone anywhere outside of like LA. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah. so yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, again, Hanya, thank you so much for coming on yeah. with us. Um, seriously, such a good discussion, such a good conversation. And yeah. and I will definitely probably say this on behalf of me and Jerome. Like, we're so glad to hear you're doing well. Yep. Um, yep. Glad to hear that you're thr- like almost it sounds like you're thriving in, in this last year, especially as a new mom. And um, we're super encouraged to hear that. Um, so but yeah, thank you so much for sharing your experience of how you survived um, <laughs> so far, and how um, and tips that you've really shared with both us and also hopefully our listeners too. Um, yeah, well, I was just gonna say that you know I'm all caught up in your guys's podcast, and I've been listening to your guys's journey through like well, you guys are talking about like weddings during COVID mm, and buying a yeah. house during COVID and renovating in COVID and. And it's, I totally relate to those things. I mean, I didn't do it during COVID, but you know, I went through all those <laughs> right. progressions as well. And now it's like having a kid during COVID. So right. yeah. I, just, I just, you know, I relate to what you guys have talked about. Like I call those your adulting series. <laughs> and it's, then, true. it's true. Yeah. Now you can add having a baby during yes. COVID to yeah. that. <laughs> but, it, it, it definitely fits in for yeah. sure. But yeah, we uh, as always, we want to um, end off with a recommendation. Um, this week, we're actually going to recommend, um, you know, there's there's plenty of great entertainment out there. So we're going to recommend another TV show that we've been either watching or um, or recently started or something that we've just been tuning into. So Hanyan, what, uh, what TV show would you recommend for our listeners? Okay, so my rec for the TV show, I've, well, it, I guess it's not on Netflix anymore. I'm not really sure where you could watch it, but we've watched The Office like at least two mm. or three times yes. through. It's just such a classic and you know, it's nice having it on in the background and Yeah. Yeah. And um well and the seg- segue, we've been listening to the Office Ladies podcast, which mm. they do a rewatch of The Office with um mm. it's with Jenna Fisher and Angela. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who plays Pam, so yeah, we've been listening to that, but we're very sad. It's off. I think it went off Netflix this past New Year, like on New Year's yeah. Day or New Year's Eve. That was that was the last big loss of 2020. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so sad. I I knew so many people who who did that exact thing. They either rewatched it a ton or always had it on the background mm-hmm. or like, or that was always the default. I'm like, man. I feel so bad for all those people. <laughs> yeah. We have it on DVD, like, for me, like, so... Oh, okay, okay. Good. Still lives in. We'll have to whip those out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just not as easy yes. to access as a uh, streaming service. Right yeah. Now. All right. Jerome, what about you? What TV show are you going to recommend? Yeah, this is one that I kind of randomly stumbled upon on Amazon Prime. It's called The Expanse. Oh. Um, okay. It's... Uh, it's I, honestly, I'm only. Uh, I finished the first season into the second one. Um, it's it's okay. Um, it's not like oh my god, this is like the best ever. But it's interesting. It's like a it's a futuristic show about 
politics between Mars and Earth and like people living in the asteroid belt. So it, it's kind of like mm. political action drama set in the future. It's a little Star Trek-y, I think. Um, mm. But it's interesting. Um, uh, I, I'd give it a check. Uh, check it out if you can. But um, mm. yeah, The Expanse is... Uh, I think there's gonna there's a total of like five seasons. So if you're looking oh, wow. for things to watch That's for a, a while, amount. you know, take take a look. Yeah, are they long seasons or are they like kind of shorter seasons? Like ten to twelve episodes, so not too long. Okay, yeah. but still, that's plenty of that's plenty of Definitely. time. Yeah. Oh man! So for me, um, I think I'm going to break the rule and, and do two again. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give maybe an, a more obvious recommendation. Um, WandaVision just came mm-hmm. out on Disney Plus. Um, it's going to be releasing weekly, I think, for the next month or so. Um, and yeah, the first two episodes just came out, and it's it's cool, man. I'm I'm definitely excited for more of this show, but also more of what other Marvel stuff has to come yes. because I think it's just going to be like a lot of fun. Um, so definitely check it out if you have Disney Plus, or if you have a friend with Disney Plus, um, definitely check it out. Um, but I'm actually going to recommend a um, an anime that I've been watching that's uh, fairly new too. It's called Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, hmm. It's really interesting because, well, one, the animation style is super good, um, but two, like, it actually has a lot of comedic elements despite it being kind of a serious show. Um, uh, short synopsis is that it's there's like people who essentially fight like curses um which kind of manifests as like monsters or spirits Mm. um and those curses are kind of reflective of like evil in the world so um yeah it's i don't know it's just interesting and characters are super interesting and it's a very different pace of show that i've seen um other otherwise um and it still has some good comedy elements yeah yeah nice good choices um, but yeah, again, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in with us. We're it, for those who have been journeying with us for a while. We're almost gonna hit our two year mark, which is crazy. Um, and as a quick reminder, we do have a giveaway going on. So session one hundred is our uh, is another major marker for us. So check out our uh, post on Instagram, which is at Just Tried Pod. Again, that's at Just Tried Pod. Awesome, Hanyan. Thanks again for that. I think pretty life giving. Uh session that we just had and i think mm-hmm. hopefully listeners um it'll be some good takeaways that you can apply to your own uh covid life um actually that sounds pretty bad let's just say lockdown life <laughs> that's probably a little better but uh yeah thanks again and uh oh wait check out confessions of a happy person blog mm-hmm. and um Maybe Hanyan will have some more awesome posts um in mm-hmm. the months to come so Um, Yeah. Listeners, as always, we will see you next time. See ya. Thanks for having me.